Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thursday Thoughts. I hope this podcast episode finds you well. I hope you're all having a a great day and a wonderful week, and I hope things are just going well for you. Um, I want to thank you for taking the time to tune in. If it's your first episode tuning in with us this season, we've been looking at the book of Proverbs. We've looked at the first nine chapters. We talked about what exactly is a proverb. What does the book of Proverbs mean for us today? How does it apply to us in our 21st century context? And these last few episodes, we've been specifically looking at themes in the book of Proverbs and bouncing around at different little verses in the book of Proverbs on the said theme and looking at how those themes apply to our lives today and what we can learn from it today. And so we've talked about a lot, a few things like counsel and uh, righteousness and things like that. And so today we're going to talk about discipline. And discipline is a interesting subject, especially when I think about today's culture and a lot of the different views out there on discipline. And so I'm not here to talk about if discipline, like what kind of discipline people should do as parents or what kind of discipline is appropriate or not, um, because we there are always going to be varying opinions on that. However, what I am going to argue, if you if I can use that word, what I'm going to, well, I won't say argue. What I'm going to try to talk about with us today is that the Bible talks about how discipline is important and how discipline is necessary because discipline gives knowledge and discipline gives instruction. And all of us, I don't think anybody would have anything negative to say about gaining knowledge and learning and being instructed in the right way to do things. And that's what discipline does. And so, you know, as as a new dad and uh, a soon-to-be dad of two here in the next few weeks, Lord willing. I've learned a lot more about discipline as an adult than I think I really knew as a kid or a teenager or anything like that. I've learned that discipline doesn't have to be a bad thing and that discipline can be a good thing and that discipline is necessary, as I said, and it's important to help instruct us on what not to do and the things that we ought to do. And so... I know that's one thing I tell Laser all the time is that, you know, I don't discipline you because, you know, I want you to feel bad or, you know, I just like yelling at you. Well, which I don't really, I've, I've worked on not yelling, <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't discipline you because I try to get on your head and make you feel bad or, you know, get you down in the dumps and, you know, make you go cry in your room, right? That's not, that's not why I discipline you. I discipline you because I love you enough that I want you to be better. And I don't want you to do things that will get you in trouble or will hurt someone else or that's just not right, right? Because I love you, I discipline you. And so I kind of want you to think about that theme of discipline, that we discipline people we love. And so we'll, I'll jump more into that in a little bit. But I want to I share a story with you guys. I may, have, I may have shared this story before in an earlier episode of Thursday Thoughts. It's a story that I've used before and I use pretty frequently when I talk about discipline. But... It's a good story, so if I have told it before, it'll be great to hear it again. And so the story goes like this. The two-year-old, normally a quiet and obedient little boy, was having an attack of stubbornness. You know, it's a, it's a disease endemic to the species. Still, it was surprising to see such a severe case in one of such tender young years. His mother asked, had asked the lad to do something, but... He was much too, you know, a born and then soaked into his own activities to take time out for that. 
And so the father's watching as the mother went over to impress on the little boy with the importance of minding his parents promptly. To which the little boy responded with a right hook to the jaw and surprised the mother, right? The father realizing that the son's behavior was completely unacceptable and would become dangerous not only to the mother but to the child as well if if it were allowed to continue. The husband intervened at this point by giving the would-be world-renowned boxer the worst spanking of his young life, after which he was sent to his room. Ten minutes later, the child was back, tears streaming down his little cherub face, and crawled sobbing into the father's lap as he put his chubby little arms around his neck. What followed is one of the warmest and tenderest moments in a father's heart. What the child said was not, I'm sorry, Dad, or I won't do it again, Dad, but with a wisdom and perception far beyond the child's years. The child responded, I love you, Dad. What's awesome about that story is the theme that I I mentioned to you guys is that we discipline those who we love. The book of the Bible in general supports that claim. The Bible supports that we discipline the people we love. The Lord disciplines those who he loves. We're going to read two different passages about that in a minute. And also, parents discipline their kids because they love them and they want them to be the best possible people that they can be. So discipline is necessary and it's vital and it's important to help us grow. And the disciplinar- the, the, the one who's being disciplined, I was trying to think of a fancy way to say it, The one who's being disciplined also needs to have the mindset of this little boy and understand that the discipline is not to hurt you and it's not to make you feel bad per se. I mean, that's a byproduct of it, I guess. But the point of discipline is for you to realize that your parents love you and that they want you to be better and they're trying to help you. That's what discipline does. And we'll see in the book of Proverbs that the, that the book of Proverbs actually tells us that we should love discipline. And I don't know about you, but I've never loved getting a spanking. Like I said, I don't know whether you were spanked or not as a kid, but I know I was, and I never loved getting a spanking. But now that I look back, I'm grateful for them because it helped me grow into a good person. And, and not just the spankings, but other discipline that I got, like getting, you know, scolded for something I shouldn't have done or just you know, being instructed, because discipline's not always yelling and screaming at a kid and spanking them. Discipline is, you know, a firm tone with, you know, calmness, but saying, you know, no, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to get a toy today because of this. We're not doing that, right? Discipline comes in all different shapes and forms, and it varies. And so what I'm trying to get us to understand today with this thought is that Discipline is a good thing, and that even when we are disciplined, we should view it like this little boy did. You know, like, yeah, he was obviously probably, he was probably upset and did not like getting spanked, just like we don't like getting disciplined. But it's for a purpose, and it's for a reason, and it makes us better, and on the other end. And we should thank those who discipline us, because it's only because they love us why they do it, which is why we should thank God for whenever he disciplines us. And so this brings me to... You know, many modern educators and parents revolt against the idea of, you know, the biblical teaching about discipline. You know, they they tell us that the the spare the rod and spoil the child is nothing but a brutal prehistoric idea that cripples the child for life. But nowhere does the Bible teach that blind brutality when it comes to disciplining children, right? 
It doesn't teach blind brutality. The Bible doesn't teach, you know, beat the child so he can't sit down or, you know, spank him till, you know, the, the moon, the sun comes up all night. You know, like, it doesn't, it doesn't teach you that. The Bible, that's not the point of discipline. The emphasis is on love, disciplining with love, because this is the way God disciplines his own children, right? My son, do not despise the, chast- the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 and 12, right? I think of um, Proverbs chapter... Never mind, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, do we know more about raising children than God does? Discipline has to do with correcting character faults, right? In a child, while there is still time to do it. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15 says, Folly, so foolishness basically, folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. And so again, that doesn't mean you beat the foolishness out of a kid, but what it means is just that discipline. When it says the rod, it just means discipline. Like, yes, sometimes discipline comes in the form of spanking or paddling, if you will. But the point of that is not caught up in how the discipline transpires or what the discipline is. The, the, the important part of Proverbs twenty two fifteen is that discipline will drive the foolishness. That it'll, and so, not so much drive. I mean, that's what the proverb literally says. But Proverbs twenty two fifteen, you know, the rod of reproof, The rod of discipline drives it far from him. What it means is that discipline will teach the child and push that that foolishness out of the child and help the child grow to be better and help the child grow to be more disciplined, right? Better the child is corrected by a parent than by a law enforcement officer in a correctional institution, right? Chasten your son while there is hope, and do not set your heart on his destruction. That's Proverbs 19, 18, right? Uh, The ESV reads it, Discipline your son, for there is hope. Do not set your heart on putting him to death. And so what I like about that verse is that, again, we see this idea that the the biblical view of discipline is not from a, a brutal standpoint, but it's from a loving standpoint, because you know, don't set your heart on putting him to death, you know, so don't be too hard on them, but discipline them in the right way, right? Discipline them, for there is hope, because the discipline will correct them in what they should do. The The NIV version uh, puts that second part of it. Um, I like the way the NIV says it sometimes. It says, uh, do not be willing, do not be a willing party to his death. That's how the NIV words that second part of Proverbs 19.18. So, a vote against discipline is a vote in favor of a premature death for the child. I think about uh, Proverbs 23.13. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. And so the point is that discipline's not going to kill the kid. All right? Discipline's not going to hurt the kid and us by that matter, you know. Kids are not the only ones who receive discipline. Adults receive discipline, too. We may not get spanked or anything like that, but we, we, we receive discipline from the Lord, and we sometimes receive discipline from other areas of our lives. And so, it's not going to kill us. It may be inconvenient and a little bit painful, but it'll help us grow. 
and be better on the other end. You know, what a tragedy it is when children are left to themselves, not knowing whether or where or what the boundaries are and what the consequences of rebellion will be. You know, I may be wrong, but I have a suspicion that many people who can't discipline their children have a hard time disciplining themselves. If you want to enjoy your children all, all your life, start by lovingly disciplining them. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. That's Proverbs 29.15. Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 17. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 is a religious, you know, rabbit's foot, if you will, that many sorrowing parents and grandparents desperately resort to when children stray from the Lord, right? Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. They interpret this to mean they will stray away for a time, but then come back. But what isn't, but that isn't what it says. It says that if they're raised in the wisdom and the way of the Lord, they won't stray away at all. Even in old age, they will follow the wisdom of God. Certainly it's true that children raised in the, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord will, can, it, they can stray away from God. However, parents or, excuse me, but they can never get away from the prayers of their parents or the seed that's been planted in their hearts. That's what it means. Trusting God to bring wayward children to their senses. But that isn't what Proverbs 22.6 is speaking about. Like the other Proverbs, it's making an ironclad guarantee, but is laying down a general principle. Right? God has ordained the parents. He has ordained that parents are older and are more experienced than their children and should therefore lovingly guide their children and prepare them for adult life. If any of their children end up sluggards, gluttons, fornicators, rebels, and robbers, it should be in spite of the parents' training, not because of it or because they allowed it. And so, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, another idea of this loving discipline, Paul talks about, you know, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so the idea, again, is not to, it's not, this anger, brutal type of discipline that parents ought to give kids, but it's supposed to be a loving discipline that teaches them what they should do. I really like Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12 talks a lot about discipline. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 11 reads, For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And so the writer of Hebrews gives us exactly what we've been talking about today. For not just for our kids, but for us, the discipline, discipline seems painful and, you know, not very pleasant at first. But later in our life, it will pr produce righteousness if we will be trained by it and if we will listen to the voice of discipline. And God disciplines us through his scriptures. And so sometimes it's, it's, it's painful and inconvenient to do things the Bible way. However, we're still supposed to do it. We need to be disciplined in all that we do. I think about what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. He says, But I discipline my body and keep it under control, 
lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. We have to be able to practice self-control as well. Like I like that. I like um, uh, what I what I was saying earlier is a quote from uh, Warren Weir- uh, Warren Wearsby. His name always gets me. Warren Wearsby has that quote where he says, you know, he said he says, you know, I have the suspicion that many people who can't discipline their children have a hard time disciplining themselves. And so, if we can't discipline as as parents, you know, specifically, I guess I'm talking to adults. If we can't be self-disciplined, how can we ever expect to discipline children? We have to be able to discipline ourselves. Jesus says in Revelation 3.19, Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. We read Proverbs 3.11-12, right, where we see that the Lord reproves and disciplines those whom He loves, right? And so we have to be understanding of that and understand that discipline from God comes because he loves us similar to why parents discipline kids because we love them and because God loves us he disciplines us you know because a wise son hears his father's instruction but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke or aka discipline that's Proverbs 13 1 and so we must be aware and we must be self-controlled we must have discipline in our lives you know whoever ignores instruction despises himself but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence that's proverbs 15:32 and so we see that discipline is knowledge and knowledge will help you grow as a person and so we have to remember to be self-disciplined and be self-controlled as well as make sure that, as parents, that we discipline kids and that we discipline people like around us. Because disciplines can sometimes come from your peers. Um, I know I've been I've been disciplined in a way by friends before and by people who weren't my parents, even as an older person, and not like necessarily getting a scolding to or being told that, you know, I I shouldn't do this or that, like I did something wrong. But you know, I received discipline as an in instruction from like colleagues in ministry you know who've done it longer than me who've instructed me because discipline again discipline i think is synonymous with the word instruction and discipline you know whenever you learn a discipline like uh, i don't know uh, practicing karate or something like that you know the discipline of karate the discipline of you know so on and so forth we call those disciplines because it's you're learning about something and you're able to do it and so again, discipline is not so much a bad thing all it's not a bad thing all the time. Discipline is important and it's vital to us as 21st century Christians. We need to be disciplined in our lives. We need to be self-controlled. You know, I think of uh, we need to have not God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and might and self-control, right? or self-discipline, whatever version, translation you like to use. The point is, with this Thursday thought, is that we have to remember to be disciplined, and we we need to remember that discipline is important, and that discipline is vital, and that discipline can help us grow as Christians. And so if we're not being disciplined in our lives, and if we're not properly disciplining people around us, and again, 
when I say discipline, don't think of it in a negative way, but instruction, positive reinforcement, if you will. If we're not disciplining, what are we doing? And what makes us think that we know more about disciplining than God does? And God's Word gives a great blueprint on how discipline should be conducted and how discipline should go and what the purpose of discipline is. It's to instruct us and to help us live better lives. And so I hope this Thursday thought has been helpful for you. I pray that it has been an encouragement for you. And let's remember to be self-controlled, self-disciplined, and to make sure that we understand the true me- the true meaning of discipline to be instructed. Thanks, guys. God bless.